Welcome to Child Neuro Chat. Let's demystify the medical world of child neurology together. Join Nurse Kim and Dr. Carrie Wilson, specialists in child neurology with the University of Utah Primary Children's Hospital. Welcome back to Child Neuro Chat. Today we're going to be chatting with Nurse Sarah from the Neurology Division um, about things that you can do in kind of everyday life to help with headache management in kids. I think that goes really well with who Sarah is. Um, Let's take a minute and let Sarah tell us who she is and what she does. Wow. Hi. 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 Who are you? Oh, my gosh. Who am I? What a a tough question. That's a deep philosophical. We like to get... Go deep. Right. right of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, yes. So I am a Utah native, uh, born and raised here. So mm-hmm. um, I did marry my high school sweetheart, Aww. which is always something fun I like to bring in when I talk about myself. <laughs> um, we we have a big fat cat named Simon. Um, oh, very nice. Big baby, but oh. we, we do love him a lot. Um, uh, let's see what else. I, I got my nursing degree from uh, UVU down in Orem, oh, so down in Utah okay, County. Yeah. Okay, okay. So is that where native Utah resides is Utah County. Yes, Utah County for most of my life, yeah. Um, And then came up here to Salt Lake, uh, joined the pediatric neuro team, and here I am. Awesome. We are so happy to have you. You have been such a great addition to the pediatric neurology division, and you work really hard, are really smart, and... um, very energetic, wow. I would say, as yeah. well. Yeah. Right? yeah, you bring a lot to the team, yeah. so thank Especially you. Especially with, wow. um, with your particular specialty that um, you do for the pediatric neurology team. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what... What that role is. you play yeah, in clinic sometimes. Play. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, I do kind of phone triage a lot of the time, um, but I do once a week go down to our headache clinic, um, and I meet with every patient that we see there and just kind of go over stuff that you can do in your everyday life to help with headaches. Um which can be nice because a lot of times these kiddos have had, you know, headaches for a long time. So just to mm-hmm. hear that there are things yeah. within their control and within the family's control that they can do to manage headaches is kind of a, a nice um, thing to hear, that there's some things in their control. Definitely. Yeah. I think Definitely. that you bring up a super good point. And I think in the medical field, so much of it feels out of our control. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they come to a medical provider. Especially regarding pain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially oh, in, gosh, a, in yeah. pain of... A, Someone you pediatrics. love. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. 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 Right. So that's that's nice that you help give them a little bit of a, a hope to, yeah. to gain control or mm-hmm. have some sort of a power over something that feels so powerless. Right. Right. Absolutely. So let's talk about some of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, we can get to know you a little bit more at the end right. of the episode. Perfect. Um, so... Uh, you know, we're talking in other episodes about medication management as well as diagnosis of different types of headaches because not all headaches are the same. Um, and so that's not what we're focusing on today. Today we're focusing on um, things that, like we said, you can do at home or as a family or yourself to try and help um help, you know, improve your quality of life with headaches, because we all know that it is hard to be in pain, especially if it seems like it's every day. Um, And so how can we, um, you know, work with the medical world, as well as our everyday life to try and improve things and get us feeling, get, you know, our family members or ourselves feeling better with headache. Yeah. So I think it would be fair to say that that Sarah does a lot of this as a nurse teacher in mm-hmm. the clinic. So a lot of the points that you're going to bring up today are things that 
if you were to come to our headache clinic would be discussed with you yes um, or the team yeah yeah mm-hmm. absolutely great free um, clinic visit i know right here <laughs> share all you need <laughs> done um, share with us. so yeah there's um usually five kind of things that i go over um at the end of their clinic visit um i'd say kind of the three big ones in my opinion um are uh sleep is really big when it comes to headaches getting mm. good sleep um sleep yeah right i wish i just want to get all the sleep <laughs> all the time um so sleep is really big when it comes to headaches. Um, and then meals as well. Meals and hydration, I kind of roll those into one. Um, and then the other one, the other big one for me um, would probably be uh, like stress reduction. Um, so those are kind of the three That's big easy. ones. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's stressed? <laughs> what is stress? Um, so yeah, those would probably be the three big so ones. So sleep, food, mm-hmm. and stress reduction. Yeah. And hydration kind of what tacked on kind of oh, as well. Like the, hydration. Yes. Yeah. 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 So with so sleep, no hangries. Right. Yeah. Right. The brain doesn't love that. No. Um, I do stress a lot, too, in clinic as well, just that the brain kind of thrives on routine. So the more about your life you can make into a routine, the happier the brain will be. Uh, so that kind of wraps into sleep a little bit, too. I'll kind of stress having a set sleep and wake time. Um, okay. So you're mm-hmm. waking up at the same time every morning and getting in bed at the same time every night. Um, Easier said than done, right? Right, oh, right. Love. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it's it's tough because these things, you know, we, I, I say that they're kind of in your control, but it is, you know, easier said than done to kind of adjust some of these things. But um, in the long run, um, you'll see some improvement with, with those things. So that includes, um, you know, Know, maybe school nights, but also probably weekends, because I know a lot of people change their schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And if someone's suffering from a lot of headaches, maybe it would be uh, better, at least in the short term, to try and mm-hmm. keep a similar routine, whether it's a weekday or a weekend. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. At least try and stick with it pretty strictly for like six to eight weeks. Um, and then I would say after that, if things have started to kind of calm down headache wise, you're having less headaches or having less severe headaches, then hmm. still stick with that during the weekdays. But during the weekends or like holidays, that can maybe vary by like an hour or so. So mm. sleep in a little bit, stay up a little extra late. Uh, but ultimately, the more you can stick with a routine, the happier your brain's going to be. So I even think about kids that um, that we have a lot that are involved with extracurricular stuff, right? And and tons that are ended up coming um, home late or different like varying schedules based on what the event, right? If I'm in dance th- at this point or and then I switch into um, and now I play soccer, right? Um, so there's different seasons um, of sleeping. Um, but I think what I hear you saying is that as long as I'm consistent within those seasons, it might help regulate my sleeping, yeah, that, yeah, okay. for sure, and it can be hard. Definitely, yeah. We we have lots of you know of our patients are doing lots of different extracurricular things, um, but I just say is if if you're switching your schedule, you know, for a different sport, stick with that schedule as long as you're participating in that. And there, you know, there might be some breakthrough headache there as you're kind of readjusting your schedule. Um, but once you get back on a consistent schedule, there should again be some improvement in headaches. I like that advice. Yeah. Consistency is hard. And, sh- and should it's we hard. all be looking at our phone as we're falling asleep? Um, <laughs> that's going to be a no from me. Oh, what? Um, yeah, I know. Shocking. I usually get the, the glares. That's when I can catch yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when I usually get the glares from the patients uh, when I talk about screens. Um, my recommendation is reducing screens at least an hour before bed um, mm-hmm. because the, the blue light from your screens can kind of trick your brain into thinking it's daytime. So mm-hmm. it says, mm, you don't need any of this nice melatonin that makes you sleepy because it's it's bright as day outside. Um, so a lot mm-hmm. of times when, when I do have patients who said, yeah, I just can't fall asleep, uh, 
most of the time they're, you know, checking social media as they're falling asleep, mm-hmm. which not only does the blue screen kind of affect your sleepiness if you're seeing, you know, your best friend's you know, right. posting you something, thinking and about everything else, yes. and, and everything else yeah, is so exciting. Know, right. So, you know, reducing those screens definitely okay. before bed is regular big. sleep schedule. No screen time, at yeah. least an hour before bed. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do they call? Isn't there like a term that's used like sleep um, hygiene? Hygiene. Thank you. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess another thing to kind of tack on to sleep hygiene as well is just making sure your bed is used for sleep. Um, a lot of times, mm-hmm. headache kiddos, when maybe during the day, they're, they're having a headache, they want to lay down. Um, they want to lay down in their bed, but not necessarily for sleep. And that can kind of confuse your brain a little bit. So mm-hmm. I try and encourage people, if they're just trying to rest because of headache pain, try and rest somewhere other than bed oh, and just strictly keep yeah. bed for sleep. That way the brain knows, oh, I'm in my bed, which means it's sleep time. Well, this would be great advice when I tell my husband that we shouldn't Shouldn't do that. Like, right. Leave the flow, throw pillows on the bed during the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. No napping. No, no snacking. Yeah. Yep. No watching. No TV. homework. <laughs> yep. I guess reading a little bit can be yeah. useful. Yeah. More of like a um, step therapeutic. It yeah. depends on what you're reading. If it's a juicy novel, you stay on. Oh, right. That's true. You read the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not so helpful. Something boring. <laughs> okay. I think that is really important and probably something that a lot of us fail to acknowledge is so important mm-hmm. in right. general yeah, health. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we're talking about, you know, how this stuff can be useful for all types of headaches, you absolutely. know. Um, Do you something ever we have should all strive for. Like, I've, I've heard of different things, and maybe this is just an old wives' tale, but sometimes, mm-hmm. um, like, taking a shower at night to, to calm down or relieve maybe the tension from the day. I don't know. Is yeah. there anything the, I think maybe not showering specifically, but I also usually touch on having like a wind down routine before bed. And I usually suggest bath or a shower is maybe part of that. Um, Again, it kind of just wraps back into routine where if you always take a bath before you go to bed, your brain says, okay, we took a bath. We're now laying in bed. It's absolutely bedtime. So it's like telling your Mm -hmm. brain. Yeah. This is what we do. I think um, a lot of times we think about that more maybe just because I'm in the thick of it with two younger children, (laughs) but you think about the sleep training, right? But I think even in adolescence and adulthood, so Mm -hmm. children of any age Mm -hmm. um, can benefit from that sort of routine Mm -hmm. um, or as we call it, sleep hygiene. So having good practices that help get your brain to relax and Mm -hmm. your body to relax before bed so you can actually fall asleep um, and get a good night's rest. I think you bring up a good point. Maybe it's a matter, uh, not as simple, I don't want to use the word simple because I think headaches can be very complex mm-hmm. at times um, and coming out of them. But I think maybe it's a matter of just going back to a simple, like, young toddler way bedtime of thinking routine. about bedtime yeah. routine, right? Yeah. Like, brush my teeth and then I do, you know what I mean? Like, just Absolutely. making it very, very simple. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And most of the time, it's just not even things that you even think about when you're thinking about headaches. You know, it's not just like, oh, we just need to have a bedtime routine. You know, it's just right. usually things that don't yeah. come to mind. So yeah. it's nice to be able to just kind of give these little tips and reinforce that mm-hmm. it does help. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we're getting a good night's sleep now. Yes. What else can we do? Good. We're being consistent. Um, we can make sure not skip breakfast. Um, that one tends to be the popular one. Um, no breakfast. Um, but when we're when we skip meals, we get a kind of a dip in our blood sugar, which the brain um, tells us we don't like by giving us a headache. So I really stress the importance of breakfast, lunch and dinner um, and even having snacks in between meals as well. Just trying to Again, keep things as consistent as possible. Okay. Yeah. So kind of keeping a more steady blood sugar. As someone mm-hmm. who gets very hangry, yes, <laughs> sometimes with or without a, hang, uh, <laughs> a, a headache, mm-hmm. I definitely 
um, support this uh, frequent (laughs) snacking approach. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And I think thinking about healthier options, right? Or what you eat, probably complex carbohydrates, proteins that um, that prevent those spikes and dips Mm -hmm. in your blood sugar are are important as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love it when I, I ask the patients, you know, like, what's your favorite snack? And I get, like, donuts. I'm like, well, maybe that's, you know. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah, right, but... <laughs> maybe not donuts in between every meal. I don't know, I a little too much. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that um, you bring up a good point in the sense that kind of stabilizing the blood sugar mm-hmm. versus um, getting getting those ramp-ups and then drop-offs right. um, really quick. I think even as a parent of a of someone that might be younger and that I'm kind of still in charge of their eating, mm-hmm. right? Like it might not necessarily be in a teenage realm because we have younger people that have headaches as well is that as a parent, I can take that opportunity to kind of encourage mm-hmm. maybe more of a, a balanced um, blood sugar <laughs> approach totally. to snacking. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think that that's empowering. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here sipping my water. <laughs> How much water should people with headaches or any of us really drink? Yeah, it's... Amount is a good, you know, sometimes it's good to have like a number to achieve. Usually I just stress the goal of clear urine. Ooh, that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. It might be different for everyone. Right. Like every age group is like a little bit different. Um, I think if you're older than 13, it's like two liters. Um, But I just feel like sometimes a number can be overwhelming. So I try to make it as, yeah, yeah. I try to make it as achievable sounding as possible. So I feel like if I'm just saying, okay, every time you go to the bathroom, check the color of your pee. And if it's not quite and like, clear yet, keep it highlighter <laughs> yellow. You need to drink more water. Yes. Yes. Right. Chug your water. Um, so yeah, that that's usually kind of how I address it. I have had other people who will have water bottles and they'll kind of write, you know, each hour of the day, like 11 a.m., 12 p.m. or whatever. And they'll want to reach kind of that goal throughout Trying the day. to have about eight yeah. cups of water a day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think it definitely, you kind of have to, approach things that will work for you. Like if you're someone who putting the times on a water bottle would be stressful for you, then let's not go that direction. Let's just, yep. you know, focus just on that. That brings up right. the stress exactly. component of a headache. Exactly. Now, I know that okay. um, schools have probably become much better at this than in, in past previous years. But mm-hmm. I th- um, is have you found that there's any concern with like having water within the school setting that Yes, absolutely. Definitely still something that can be an issue. Um, In fact, not only, you know, is there some schools that won't allow them to have a water bottle, there are some schools who will have like you get two bathroom passes per semester. And if you have to go to the bathroom more than that, you will lose participation points. So I have patients who say, well, I don't want to drink water because I (laughs) can only go to the bathroom a few times. And if we're making you drink water or asking you to drink water, you're going to have to pee more. Right. And therefore increases your stress. Right. <laughs> Just the never ending cycle. Exactly. Oh, so, okay. Luckily, there are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Luckily, um, there are certain ways to kind of ask for accommodations for um, kiddos with headaches. Um, so, you, we can kind of write a little letter to the school saying, hey, this patient has this diagnosis um, and kind of request certain things like making sure they can have a water bottle when they need it, making sure they can use the bathroom when they need to. Um, you know, we can kind of cater it to each patient as well if, if there are other things that need to be done. But it is kind of nice to just give that reassurance like, yes, you can have water. Yes, you can go to the bathroom as much as you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can kind of address other things as well. But that should – writing those letters from, you know, your provider it should trigger a sit down with the parents and the school so you can mm-hmm. all kind of figure mm-hmm. out what plan needs to be to put in place. Them. That would be exactly. under, I think, a 504 is what yes. they have it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's, uh-huh. it's just so a, these are accommodation. School accommodations mm-hmm. to help – with some of these diagnoses. Versus what's considered an IEP or an individual um, education plan yes. just for the sake of just brief mention. But it's a yes. five yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. so families look into those. 
That's awesome. Yeah. It seems kind of counterintuitive that we would have to have a doctor's note to allow someone to <laughs> urinate at right. will uh, during the day. But sure. if that's what we need, then right. I think yeah. right. that's really important to know so that parents can ask for that. Because that mm-hmm. doesn't have to come from a neurologist, right? right. That could no. come from a pediatrician Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. if the school does actually require a medical note. provider to write that sort mm-hmm. of letter or note in support of that. Yeah, so that's good to know. Ask yes. your providers, ask your docs mm-hmm. for letters to let your kid pee at school right. if they have well, a lot I of think, headaches. I think uh-huh. that this and is have like, and what about carry snacks? Yeah, absolutely. Like have snacks with them or keep snacks in their locker. Because um, that's another thing too is we will have patients say, "Well, I'll get to school and I don't want to eat what they're serving for lunch, so I just don't eat." Mm. So just saying, okay, let's plan ahead and have some you know shelf life food that you can just keep in your locker. Mm-hmm. So just coming Smart. up with little mm-hmm. things that they can do at school and if those things require, you know, some accommodations, then that's definitely something that can be done. Okay. Good to know. Power back to the family. Absolutely. All right. So the big hitter of stress reduction. Stress reduction. Yeah, this one, this one's a big one. Um, Luckily, in our headache clinic, we have an awesome psychologist that kind of talks about um, coping mechanisms and... um, kind of ways to deal with stress in that sense. Um, Usually my kind of two cents on it is the wind down routine and making sure they kind of cultivate something for them that does help them wind down. That's not school or social media, things like that, that for them is relaxing. So it can Hmm. be, like Mm -hmm. I said, bath or a shower, um, reading a few pages of a book, listening to an audio book or a podcast like this one. (laughs) This will put you right to sleep. (laughs) Very calming, very relaxing. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, like having a gravity blanket or a weighted blanket those can sometimes be huge for people um so it really could be like buying some lavender lotion and maybe putting that on before you go to bed so really it's anything that is relaxing to you um as that's kind of my and I know, approach oh, as well i was gonna say but. i find that um a lot of comments that uh i'll overhear or, or um participate in mm-hmm. um is that well i don't feel stressed i'm not stressed mm-hmm. i'm right and I, right. I think that it's important to realize that it that sometimes you may not feel stressed, but your mm-hmm. body is obviously presenting stress right. with your headache. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, and also keeping in mind that stress might not be specifically, um, I'm nervous about this mm. test oh, yeah, or yeah. doing Good that. Point. It could mm-hmm. be that your body is hungry right. and that is stressful stress. to your mm-hmm. body. Absolutely. And because it feels concerned that it might be starving, for example, which... Right. Yeah. And that's what our Hopefully brains are trained not, to do, but, right? Our brains right. are trained to take care of us. Right. right. And so um, it goes into... It, it triggers some of those fight or flight mm-hmm. mentalities mm-hmm. if you're rushing somewhere, even mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily feel stressed or if you're hungry or if you're not getting enough sleep, putting those right. stressors on our body and our brain right. um, that then manifest as a headache totally. at times. And obviously this isn't... Um, you know, the answer for every single headache out there. Right. Totally. But but it definitely can help every single headache out there. Right. It right. definitely won't worsen them. <laughs> right. To, yeah, to have, absolutely. Uh, to focus on these things of mm-hmm. sleep, nutrition, hydration, and stress reduction. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like these things are definitely like in the realm of trying to reduce the frequency and severity of headaches. And then for maybe the ones that still have hung around, even though you're working really hard on all these things, then can be addressed by the neurologist and maybe other types of um, approaches. But right. yeah, I feel like these things are going to help any other treatments work even better. 
um, and I hopefully think even outside of a headache realm, they're going to help things Absolutely. better, right? Like, That's true. In life. Truly, yeah. 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 But having the, <laughs> the patient as well as the family, as well mm-hmm. as the school all being on board, right. I think can be really yeah. useful. Those resources are really, really um, helpful. Absolutely. And then just in my um, thinking with my own experience with migraine headaches, for mm-hmm. example, um, and this is something we talked about in one of our other podcasts when you're preparing for a visit, is what are triggers for oh, yes. your whatever it is. And in this case, your headache, if you can identify certain triggers, whether that's, um, you know, for me, for example, my migraines are often triggered by the sun setting to a certain amount. I love Uh, sunsets, but if I don't have sunglasses on, I am getting a migraine at sunset, especially if I have to drive in that um, time of day. Mm -hmm. Um, And artificial sweeteners. I can take one Uh, bite of a cookie and get a migraine if it's got Oh, artificial. Some artificial sweetener yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. So those are my triggers, but it took me a while to figure out what those were, right. and then try Just to avoid them or do yeah. something with them. Right. But so um, that's where sometimes we often encourage, right, keeping a headache journal. Yeah. And absolutely. so if you can identify if there's a certain time of day or a certain day of the week or a certain time of the month yeah. that your headaches seem to be worsening, yep. then um, then focusing on those and try to minimize these mm-hmm. uh, triggers mm-hmm. that are individual for everyone yep. can help. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I um, just as a side note, I always think when people hear headache journal, mm-hmm. journal is the word they hear and they shut down. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Right. we have, like, apps. We have apps for that now yeah. on your phone. That's right. easy, right? Yes, is it. So I, yeah. I, I like to refer to it as the headache or the the seizure in our case, uh, journey. What is what is the map? What is yeah. the map that's made? What's the process that's happening? That sounds more adventurous. Chart, that's I want yeah. you to chart the journey and what is getting you to this point yes. so that we can backtrack and fix where it started, right? Yeah. That's what we're trying to find out. So just as a non-threatening word that puts people to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, journals, journey. I like it. And then if you do all of these things, your headaches will instantly be perfectly better, right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. That would be so great if that were the case. Oh, man. Um, unfortunately, it's a little bit of a slow go in the beginning, especially journey. in the context of mm-hmm. by the time a lot of you know, these patients get to neurology, they probably had headaches for a year plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough when a week goes by and, you know, they call us and they're like, hey, is working. yeah, I still have a horrible I'm sleeping. Headache. I'm, yeah. I'm right. drinking my water. I my pee is clear, Sarah. I still have a headache. Yeah. Yes. So I I typically say it takes about six to eight weeks, which sounds like a century because, you know, you've had these horrible headaches and we really want them to well, go we're away. we're in a fast-paced world. Right. So eight right. weeks is yeah. forever. Especially when you have migraines and they're very debilitating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do stress six to eight weeks before we'll start seeing some improvement and even even at the six to eight weeks mark, it might not be super um, apparent, um, but you should start to see some improvement there and then just increasing improvement after that. So maybe charting the journey of maybe what some things are that you're seeing mm-hmm. a difference in mm-hmm. allows you to maybe be more aware of some of the little thing, maybe granular right. or tiny things mm-hmm. that are changing that mm-hmm. you may not be aware of. Yeah. I think that's important to um, and encourage people to be aware of is setting Mm -hmm. up more realistic expectations. Absolutely. Because otherwise, at least in my experience, if you are expecting things to get better faster Mm -hmm. and then they're not, the disappointment 
and stress yeah. of it not getting better yeah. feeds into that cycle oh of yeah. stress and <laughs> right. pain. And then you're sitting at night stressing about how you still have a headache and <laughs> yeah. not sleeping. Yeah. And how you're right? doing all the things right. Yes. And what's right. Going on? So uh-huh. at, at least coming from a more anxious personality type <laughs> um, that others might relate to. So I think uh, I think that's really important. So thanks yeah. for sharing that part of yeah. setting up expectations. And, and maybe if, um, you know, six to eight weeks is sort of a, a – blanket idea right. and talking with your um, individual physician about, you know, when when should I expect to mm-hmm. feel this? Or if I'm not feeling better, at what point can we talk about other options? Yeah. Totally. So, that, yeah. so that you still have the hope, because that's really important in recovery from anything, 100%. That, that there yeah. are options and there is a path to support you in feeling better and functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like if that expectation isn't set up, you know, after a week and things don't help y- they're just see you know it creates a distrust in the plan in general as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh well, absolutely. We talked about this yeah. last week, and now all of a sudden it's not going to be any change for six to eight weeks. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's I always nice like to, to view it like um, I'll tell families I'll say, um, do you prefer to stand in a really long line that's moving? Or a short line that's not moving, because that's kind of how. Oh, that's a good. That's kind of how you think of it. So this is a really long journey or line that we're waiting, but it is moving. Like you're getting closer. You can see the end in sight. The end in sight is is heading. You know, freedom. Relief, better yeah. freedom. Thank you. Um, but if you're if you're wanting that short line, freedom. you know, most mm-hmm. fa- most patients then will be like, I want the short line that moves. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that's the one. Right. I was like, yeah. oh, we all want the short line right. that moves. I don't Not have an that option. option. Yeah. Right. But I think exist. that's what what happens is they come mm-hmm. to clinic with the idea that I'm going to get in the short line that moves. Right. And um, and really, I think the path that we create in the clinic setting with um, mm-hmm. your whole team that you do in headache clinic right. clinic and the piece that you offer the mm-hmm. teaching is that you're like creating this. The, the the tunnel that moves in mm-hmm. this really long line, but well, it's there. Right? And maybe Absolutely. recognizing that maybe it's slow going, but hopefully you're at least going the right direction. Right. And you're, you're, not, you're not moving yeah. backwards. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 You're not stalled, even mm-hmm. though you, sometimes you feel yeah. like it, mm-hmm. but you are moving and you're moving in the correct direction. So again, direction, recognizing sure. those mm-hmm. small wins. Yeah. Yeah. And charting that journey. Management. So yeah, you can look at yeah. those tiny movements. Yeah. yeah. So Sarah, what is something that you do to reduce stress in your life or something fun outside of work? Good question. Um, we so my husband and I really love movies. Okay. So we've we've gone to the Sundance Film Festival the last four. I think this is our fourth fourth year this year. Um, so just watching a movie honestly is really relaxing for me. It kind of you know I mean everyone says this, but it kind of just takes you out of your own life and you mm-hmm. kind of experience someone else's experience, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say movies are a big thing for us. We try and go pretty frequently. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Any particular like genre, genre yeah. of movie that oh. you prefer over another? I'm pretty open to most things. I, I like comedies or dramas, I guess okay. I would say. Depending on um, the mood. Yeah, yeah, depending <laughs> on the mood. But I'll pretty much watch anything because I think you can really learn like a lot about just different lives than your own from movies. So I try to kind of be open to just learning about I know things. a little uh, insight on uh Nurse Sarah, um, she uh, is a big fan of traveling to a particular place. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. We have frequented uh, the Disneyland quite a bit. Oh. Yeah. yeah to I've the... never been. <laughs> really? What? I've been to Disney World in Florida, no, originally nice. yeah. East Coaster. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, true. But I've not sure. been to Disneyland. Disneyland is nice because it's not – 
quite as overwhelming as Disney World because there's just so much. Okay. So many different parks. Where okay. Disneyland's just two. <laughs> okay. So you're not being sponsored by the way. Oh, right. You know, I'm sorry. I just Disney big if fan. you like, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, right. I would I would I highly you know she is she is all knowing. Yes. Like when we take trips, we ask her. Okay. Headache management, Disneyland trips. Yes. Movie recommendations. Yes. On it. All right. Well, thank you so much for informing us yeah. on other things that we can all do to help. She's um, an amazing part headache of headache management. But I mean, really, like wow. I think that there's movements in headache that have have forefronted by the piece that Sarah plays in our in our clinic. So thank you. Well, agree. So you guys have been so yeah. nice. I'll come back anytime after this. You guys are <laughs> yeah. just keep the compliments coming. I love it. We're all gonna go home. Have a nice sleep right, pattern right. to go yep. into sleep. Yep. Uh, drink our water till out. our pee is clear. <laughs> nice and clear. Have frequent snacks Snack it up. without the, the high sugar. Protein. Yep. Yeah, right. And uh, try to be more mindful of things that might be stressing us out. Yeah. Excellent. And look outside of the fact that there are some resources that I might not think are resources. Yes. In my yep. Love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And ask a school yeah. for help too. Yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for being Thank with us, Sarah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. With that, thanks for the chat. Information on this podcast is intended for general education and discussion and does not replace medical advice from your own healthcare professional. Opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect that of the University of Utah or Intermountain Healthcare. Visit us online or follow us on social media for more information. Child Neuro Chat is recorded in the audio studio of the Marriott Library at the University of Utah with editing and mixing services provided by Robert J. Nelson. <laughs> <laughs>